Mm. Why mm. you burned your tongue I, with oh, coffee? No, I burned my lips. Oh, like no. it went above. And you is this is this on? Yeah, it's on. Oh god! <laughs> Don't, you went too hard on the coffee. What, what's happening is my face was covering the like, uh-huh. breath hole. Okay, that, that it lets it come out evenly, and I finally moved enough to where it was like, "Let's go!" It was like <laughs> brothers. Charge. You remember that bit by yeah. uh, what's his uh, face Dimitri Martin? Dimitri, where yeah. the ice is all uh-huh. like brothers hold. Hold. It was one of that. It was that. And Charm. then, okay, I'm ready to start the timer. <laughs> you ready to start the timer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We finally got it. Um, if you could give me three, two, one, press button. That was a that was a good question there. Okay. I'm all right. Okay. I'm fine. Are you sure? My face. Can hurts we continue with the show? My is mouth that... hurts a little bit. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try and proceed. Just on the floor. Just put the phone on the floor. Are you ready? Don't sass me. Are we are we ready now? You put the table in a different part of the room. Yeah, I'm I'm off five feet, Jordan. My feng shui is is off right now. I don't feel centered. Okay, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to Nacho Average Podcast, the show where we eat nachos and talk fantasy and apparently burn our lips on coffee. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it happened. Today is Wednesday, October 22nd. We are what? Week nine? Week no. nine? and Are we into the week eight? Week nope. eight. We're, we're in week eight. Yeah. Week eight. Okay, I jumped ahead. <laughs> it's fine. Week eight of the NFL season. Um, yeah. It's moving along quickly. Halfway there. Yep. Today we had notches from uh, Elmasan and Hickson. Now mm. listen. Okay. Listen. I'm all ears. I am thoroughly impressed. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was Thoroughly say, impressed. I liked them quite a bit. I'm trying to find a comparative fantasy player to these nachos that were like low expectations, high performance, and I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank at the moment. We we can come back to it. We can think yeah. as we continue yeah. through the show. Yeah. But uh, Elmasan, it was just their their Elmasan nachos they didn't really have any kind of like special thing. They just all came out the way that it was, it and was they like, were. It was like going into week it seven. It undersold us. It was like going into week seven and you just had to play Marvin Jones. <laughs> you didn't want to. Your bench said, you got to yeah. play this guy. And you're like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, good okay. play. Good play. Queso comes with it already. Already? All right. All right. <laughs> to be clear, the notches on the... To on be the, clear? clear to, I'll be clear today. <laughs> You can you can be Denise and then oh, we'll God. and then oh, we'll no, go just from cut there. the recording. Let's just end it. To be clear, the menu undersold clear. the nachos. Oh, I feel like that's true. It was like beans, rice, chicken, or fajita steak. And I was like, let's get the steak. Can you add queso? And she, the lady, our waitress, was like, Yeah, it already comes with it on there. I was like, Well, praise God. So. But then there was. But then there was so much more on there when it came out. Onions and peppers and tomatoes and other peppers. It was great. I feel like there were whole cloves of onions on that. It was great. Clove? Onion? Sure. I don't. I don't know. It was good. Whatever it was, we'll we'll assess towards the end of the show. Football. So football. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. Uh, we've got league updates. Lots of league updates today. We do. Uh, lots to of trades. About. Lots of injury news. We've got our Mike Micah Free Mike Freeze Micah Mike. Freeze sit of the week bench slapped. We've got a little bit of trade talk. This is now to be clear. This is not the Aaron Corcoran can't trade, won't trade, untradeable trade of the week. Yes, right. It's not that. Nothing's happened. No, nothing's happened. Lots of maybes. But there have been a lot of maybes today. I thought it was worth us talking about and talking through why we do want a trade or offer a trade. Especially at this point of the season. Yes. So we'll, we'll cover some of that later in the show. Get a yeah. little fun little true false, true or false segment. Excited about Jordan that. is very excited about that. Did and then, of course, of we'll get in, get into the uh, week four preview. Or, excuse me, week eight. I don't want it to says week, week four, four on the show, Doc, by does the way. It? it does. Oh, we'll did I write that? that? Yeah, probably. My bad. <laughs> so let's get into some of the league updates. Jordan, wait, we got a lot to cover. Wait, I'm sorry. That means it said week four for the last <laughs> five weeks. <laughs> Week four, we week four updates. Week four updates. Week four updates. It's just been week four. Oh my gosh! Let's just talk about All things. Right. League, league updates. <clears throat> Jordan, why don't you take us through Woo. several of these? <sighs> you can tell I've been gone. Yeah. Oh, welcome back. Thanks. Thank you. It yeah. was a good. It was a good week. I'm yeah. glad to be glad to be here. Right. Um. So we have a, some big ones, and unfortunately, they're bad ones. We don't like talking about injuries, but we have to. Oh, Caleb. 
Yeah. He shines so bright, but carry on Johnson. Yeah. Caleb's may it, you know, kind of his housekeeper, st- his keeper, yep. stalwart running back. Carry yep. on Johnson had knee surgery this week. He was placed on IR. That basically essentially means at least for six weeks, he cannot physically come back and play football for them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, potentially it could be more just depending on his um, healing process and, and how he goes through that. But the Lions are hoping to have him back by the end of this season. But that's the end of their season. Our season, in theory, playoffs, ends on week yeah. 13. Caleb's team... Probably won't make the playoffs. Is probably not making Sorry, the playoffs. Bud. Speaking from a kid who also is probably not making the Fair. playoffs. Fair. But, I mean, the, the earliest you're looking to have him back, like, by rule, would be 13. Mm-hmm. And that is the start of uh, our Fantasy just, playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, it's the last week of our regular season. And I just don't see the, the merit or the point of yeah. keeping carry on around other than a keeper. I'm about to say, in our league, you, you hang on to him. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Ty, Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick splitting the workload. I feel like everyone blew up about Ty Johnson yeah. because he's really fast and he looked good. But... You're talking about a full week of getting a split workload, like mm. figured out a game plan, figured out like who was the guy they just got rid of in Detroit that uh, he was there last year. You always wanted Abdullah? to start him, huh? Amir, yes, Amir, Amir Abdullah. Abdullah. Like you always wanted to start him because he was fast. I feel like this is about to be Ty Johnson all over again. Yeah, so or Amir Abdullah all over again. I, I mean, confidence level on Ty Johnson. If you have to, if you're in a spot where you need to play him. Um, someone picked him up in our league. I think it was Aaron. Yeah. Um, Aaron's got a few um, running back needs, too, so he may throw him in his lineup. I mean, time might be great, but I'm a little too scared to just play him, yeah. and I've got handcuffs and things on my bench that right. I'm not willing to give up to for Ty anyway. Sure. So we'll, we'll just have to see what that looks like going forward. <clears throat> a person I actually dropped, you picked up yep. across the table. The week before there. this happened, actually. The, yes. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been officially traded in real life to, to the 49ers. Um, he, it was Manuel Sanders in a 2020 fifth round pick from the Broncos to the 49ers in exchange for a 2020 third and fourth round pick. So just basically some draft depth for them. They unload Manuel Sanders. There was some kind of, I think there's some negative vibes surrounding him in, in Denver. Yeah. He had openly talked about knowing what the issue with the offense was, alluding to the fact that Flacco wasn't a good quarterback. He never outright said it, but you kind of knew that that's what he was talking about. Um, so I think Broncos getting rid of Emmanuel Sanders is probably just something they wanted to do. Um, and they get some, you know, depth picks back from it. But I mean, <clears throat> we have to look at this, you especially as a fantasy owner, mm-hmm. have to look at this. How, I mean, how do you view as the E Sanders owner, yeah. him in uh, San Francisco? I, I'm a wait and see. I mean, he's talented, no doubt. He will, I think you're right, he will become the number one in San Francisco. Um, I think he has to. At least receiver. I don't know how you do yeah. Kittle and all that. I think yeah. Kittle's probably still the main target. Sure, yeah. But he's, and I think, he's up there. Yes. Yeah, you know, Manuel definitely takes the top off the defense a little bit, gives them an mm-hmm. option to throw it deep if they need to. He's quick. Maybe yeah. take some of that pressure off of people honing in on Kittle, knowing that that's all they have to do. Maybe opens up the running game a little bit. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of ripple effects that could happen yes. depending on how they use him. I will say from a Falcons fan perspective, if Kyle Shanahan uses Emmanuel Sanders the way that he used a Mohamed Sanu, a Julio Jones, that kind of stuff, yeah. it's very promising. So the offense that got installed in San Francisco is the one that took the Falcons to the Super Bowl several years back. And Julio was just a beast yeah. with that. Well, and you so, saw their great running game with Devonta back right. then, too. You're seeing it now with, with Brita, Brita and yep. Coleman mm-hmm. and all those So guys. I think there's some potential there. I like If he wasn't already on my roster, I'm thankful that I went ahead and picked him up just because I had yeah. an empty bench spot. I think I even dropped a defense for him or something like that. Um I definitely hang – you know, I'm hanging on to him, I'm, but I'm not – Yeah, you want to see what I'm waiting like. and seeing, especially – context with my team i don't need to start them i'm not in a position where like sure. you gotta put in a wide receiver and i've got to take a chance I'm, I'm not in that so i'm gonna wait and see yeah you're in a good spot maybe to see what the talent is and depending on how some other guys do this may be good trade bait or trade fodder for me to, to not, get rid of not them. anymore what well not anymore uh, now that you've said it well that's true yeah i don't i don't want your trade <laughs> okay fair, <that's laughs> but fine. speaking of mo sanu and that offense yeah. muhammad sanu was traded from the Falcons to the Patriots 
in exchange for a second round pick. So does this mean there's quarterback controversy in New England now? Between, between Mohamed Sanu and wow. Tom Brady? You know he's got a higher career passer rating than Tom Brady right now. It is yeah, a he's, fact. He's probably thrown just a few passes less. That's close. Okay, it's close. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just... Most Sanu gets traded to the Patriots. Could you think of a better solution situation for a player? No, I mean you're on the one of arguably yeah. the worst teams in the NFL at this point. Yeah. You get to go to the, the best Patriots. They're and like potential Super Bowl winner. It's like you just got like a free retirement condo in Miami for real? or something. Like, I mean, he's he's going to be relevant mainly yeah. because we got news today. It's not even on this. We no. got news today that. Josh Gordon yep. is going on IR um, as 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 well. Yeah, he's going to be out. Most of news absolutely going to step in with right. Edelman and be probably the two. Yeah. on that on that offense. I would be way more afraid of starting or doing anything with Sanu if Edelman was not there. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know how he handles the one the wide receiver one was workload Sanu by himself. A slot receiver. Yeah, he wasn't Atlanta, and that's mostly had, what Edelman does. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna move. They're gonna have to move him to the they're outside. Have to move Sanu, which out. he was in Cincinnati before he came to Atlanta. Yes, he's so, probably like a take the top off the defense yeah. kind of like a, a he's fast, quick he's, guy. He's got the size. Like I mean, everything in Atlanta. It was great to have him before Calvin Ridley came by. So do you feel like this is almost like a wash of Gordon being out? And Sanu just fitting that role. I think the ceiling's a little I bigger. This, well, I think the ceiling for Sanu is actually a little bit higher. Okay. Personally, I think there were some complications with Gordon, um, injury prone, learning the system, yada yada yada. Yeah. But I think with Sanu, he's a smart veteran player. Um, he is fast. He's big. He's got the size, mm-hmm. similar to Josh Gordon. I think. I think he's he becomes. Yeah. I think Relevant. it's a, obviously a bump for Sanu if you have him. It's a bump, in my opinion, for Edelman because I think you have a faster guy on the outside sure. to get your some more yeah. slot receivers. Some of the safeties off there. of you. Yeah. I mean, and just in general, yeah. as long as you're not a running back in New England, you have a pretty consistent <laughs> workload, i.e. Michelle scoring three touchdowns this weekend, potentially a fourth that he dropped or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Will Fuller. Poor Will Fuller. He was Poor starting Will to come Fuller. on, get a little hot. He was heating up, pulls his hamstring, or not pulled, rather, because it's not that long of a uh, yeah. being out. He's not on the IR, but he is expected to miss about three to five weeks yeah. with a significant, I wrote it right there, hamstring pull. Excuse me. I apologize. It is a pull. You can cut that if you want. Nah. Hamstring pull. Um, so you're seeing, obviously, Will Fuller was the two there. D-Hop, albeit not having a great year, is still the main guy in Houston. What do you think this means for Kenny Stills? I feel like every league update, there's like a meh moment. And this is This that? is the meh moment for me. I Like, again, deeper leagues, sure, pick them up, play them, you know, all that other stuff. I just, I just there's too many other options out there mm-hmm. right now that you could get trade for or pick up off the, you know, free agency that would be probably a little bit more of a relevant start than Kenny Stills. I could be completely wrong, and he has like this monster game, which it's the Texans' offense and it's Deshaun Watson. That's always a possibility, but I just it's I'm not going to get him. I'm not I'm not trying to roster him anywhere. I think it's just a wait and see with him. Give him a couple games and then go from there. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people are going to look at this from his very last game last week of the. Four for five targets, yeah. four receptions, 105 yards. Um, I I don't feel like that's going to keep going. Yeah. Um, if anything, Hopkins has started to kind of heat himself sure. back up and become more of a um, asset there in Houston. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, in deeper leagues, probably, probably a legitimate start. But in our league, you know, he's more of a depth play. Yeah. Cardinals. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about the Cardinals, but we're going to. The Cardinals. I'm not bitter. Signed Alfred Morris um, for some running back depth. Um, Obviously, this alludes to the fact that David Johnson is probably not progressing as well as had hoped. You don't go out and sign an Alfred Morris when you have healthy David Johnson, healthy Chase Edmonds. Yeah. There's no need for it. No. And I think. um, And and there are other, excuse me, there are other running backs too. 
Are they are they for sure listing? They're listing him out, right? Currently, he is listed as I think doubtful. Okay, but with zero points projected, so so the even more frustrating thing about that is you technically can't put him on your IR. Nope, sure can. So you have to keep a roster spot for him. I mean, Chase Edmonds is going to be a good play this week. I think he's he's um, listed currently as questionable. Yeah. So I think the problem here is, and I'm going to talk about it because I'm the DJ owner, and you're frustrated. Let it out, Jordan. Is that Cliff Kingsbury is a jerk, and <laughs> he's just a, a he's just a jerk. Because I mean, man, if you haven't listened to Matt Matthew Barry's rant about this, oh, yeah. please please I saw a clip of that. Yeah. Please go watch it yeah. because he is on fire. Yeah. But essentially, you know, you don't have a good organization in the Cardinals. No. They're struggling. They're not a great franchise right now. Yeah. You know, hoping Cliff brings him back to life. Well, yeah. you, you hope good things, but when you come out and you say that your your star running back is healthy, and he's gonna go. Yeah. All the fantasy owners are gonna say, "Well, obviously, let's put yeah. DJ in. He's healthy." Right. He took one snap, ran two yards, never saw the field again. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Why yeah. would you not just say, David? Take the week off, bro. You're a beast, bro. Yeah. Like you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Take a week off. Heal up. We'll have you yeah. next week. Like, don't, don't, Try don't to force lie to in. us. Don't, don't tell us he's yeah. ready to go when you have Chase Edmonds sitting on your bench, like most David Johnson owners probably did. Yeah, and who put up thirty-five yeah. points, something like that. Yeah, it's frustrating yeah. to deal with. And it absolutely is. Yeah, and I, I don't have any advice or anything of what you do in that situation, other than you know, <clears throat> unless you're just sitting there, you know watching the the wires and reading the beat reporters of like eyes oh, he's, he's a health you know he's an unhealthy start you know or something like that but yeah. like who knows that like who on <clears throat> no. earth would know that and so yeah I, and not that again to be clear not that cliff should have he's got to do what's best for his team so if he be- believed this is what was best for his team you gotta have to give him the benefit of the doubt. As just fantasy owners, play the game. Yeah, and exactly. Tried to mislead some people. Probably throw off their game plan. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed so. to have worked though. Chase Edmonds had a phenomenal week. Yeah, Talk they about were him a little bit more later. Yeah. Chase Edmonds is a great runner. He's definitely more explosive than David Johnson, yeah. albeit not as big and tough as DJ through like the middle of the line or something yeah. like that. Chase is very fiery, very fast. Um, so honestly, that is more so looking at they're signing some depth. I just I do, I assume DJ is not playing this weekend. Uh, I would start Chase Edmonds this yeah. weekend at New Orleans. I believe it's a good matchup. It's it's a good play in my opinion. Yeah. I think they're going to do it. Yeah, I think the thing you have to also keep an eye on too is that signing a guy like Alfred Morris is not a one week sign. So is this an indication of is are they underselling the injury for DJ, and is it a potential because you know like they undersold what, it last week right that's what I'm saying they don't so, have that option anymore so now like okay he's out they're saying a week but do you sign a guy like Alfred Morris if he's only out a week hmm. I don't know I, like yeah. maybe so maybe you're just getting him there for depth and he's I see just what on you're the team. saying he doesn't he's not like just a little practice squad right kid yeah you didn't pull up to my practice yeah. Because you know. if that was the case, if that honestly was the case, why would you not just promote a practice squad guy for a week? Yeah, let Chase to. Edmonds go be the bell cow, and then you've got DJ back and Chase Edmonds to do that. I, but yeah. again, also this is the same coach and management who said, "Oh, DJ's great. Why don't you go and play it?" And then he wasn't, no. and so they clearly don't know what they're doing. So, whatever. I digress. Matt Ryan sprained ankle, uh, likely out a week or two. Um, yeah, Matt came up real limpy after one of the one of the plays got tackled. Came up a little funny, gimpy. Um, so basically, the word is that he's got a sprain, not like a big high ankle that you're super worried about. He should be fine. He should be back in a couple of weeks. But you have Seattle uh, next week, and then you have a bye. Um, so I sincerely see him being legitimately out too, which essentially means you get three weeks for him to heal. I don't see them trying to f- push him in for any reason. No. Um, you know, you've got a franchise at this point that, I mean, yeah. what are you really playing for right now? Right. There's no reason to push him back and hurt him. Tanking for Tua. Tank. Oh, good yeah. Lord. No, I, and I think. not With the same injury, yeah, Tua right true. now yeah, would that's be a little true. sketchy. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, if you've got Matt Ryan, you know, with, in Matthew's scenario, hang on to him. And of you course. Know, yeah, hang on to him. He's still the number three or four. He had a bad year. week last week, but. You know, that happens. 
Um, I, so Schaub is the backup. Matt Schaub. He's coming in. He is no scrub. So I feel confident in playing your Falcon. Yeah, players. I'm not. I'm not sitting Julio. No, I'm not. I'm not worried I'm not about sitting, that. If I, I'm a if, little concerned about Devonta. Yeah, just because he has not been consistent. Right. Yet. Yeah, but he was building it up, and then he decided to punch a kid last week. Yeah, but or, that, or but that has nothing a to do. Grown with, man who lifted him off the ground. Right, that's very true. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but it's not none of those concerns having to do or because of the quarterback situation. No, I mean, I, I think you might could have some confidence in Freeman as mm-hmm. Schaub going, uh oh, and dumping yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, You're starting Hooper. Edo Smith's out. I I know he had some issues last week. Um, We may have to bet that. But, yeah, I I think you're right. I think you still have confidence in your Falcons. Um, You start Austin Hooper. You start Julio. I wouldn't sit those guys at all. If you you need to start Calvin, I feel fine doing that. If if you're in a situation where you need to. That's what I didn't – we didn't think to mention. I think Sanu leaving is a good thing for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I think it could be. Ridley was coming off the field way too much. And I think Sanu being gone, they don't have that option right now. Right. So he'll have Um, to be on their – I think if you're the Ridley owner, maybe yeah. not this week, just because of Shaw. But once right. Ryan's back, I think I'd be confident. Really, yep. I'm with you. That's all the league news. Make sure you pay attention to that kind of stuff. The ripple effects of so much of all these things happening. So major shifts could be an interesting weekend of um, uh, fantasy football, football and just in yeah. general. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Sometimes there. we forget words. Yeah, and what we're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's move on to the microfree sit of the week. Um, I will go ahead and start and put mine. Mine is Alshon Jeffrey. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I just... You do not like this kid. I'm really just bitter about South Carolina. <laughs> it's really what's happening right now. Oh, um, you're holding college football against him right now? Yes, that's me. Um, look. I, that's fair. Go ahead. He He has not had the greatest season. He's doing fine. I mean, he has a rough matchup this he week. He has a very rough matchup at Buffalo. At Buffalo, I think the Eagles are kind of floundering right now. They got their pants beat off them by the Cowboys, and that was always, you know, thirty-seven ten. Yeah, and so I, they're just they're just really floundering right now. I don't know that they have much of an identity. Wentz is not who we thought Wentz would be this year. He's just a nervous start for me so yeah. if you don't have to I, I wouldn't I think he's gonna have a bad week against a really good Buffalo he's only averaging about 10 points uh per game anyways and so yeah all those things compounding it does not set up a good situation for Alshon Jeffrey this week I, I, I see that you're looking at his targets and his share I think that's yeah. one of the reasons people default to to playing Alshon yeah um you know nine targets eight targets 12 targets last week was only five and the loss, um, and he only caught two of those. So yeah, I just Alshon's a big dude, so he's a good target. He's yeah. a he's a monster out there, and, and he's, he's a, the he's one. A, he's the unfortunately he's the wide receiver one on the Eagles team. Yeah. Which you think Eagles, you think Carson Wentz, you think all that offense, and so you're like, oh, he's going to be a great play. No, Eagles they have just a, haven't been what uh, really confusing backfield. Yeah. Like lots of things going on. Carson is not. I mean, Carson's playing okay, but he's not the yeah. guy that we were hoping he was going to be this year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. That's fine. Um, I'm going to move on to mine. I'm I'm hoping this should be obvious, <laughs> but this fantasy owners have uh, short memories. Yep. So the reason I bring this up is that my my free sit of the week is Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Marvin Jones. Marvin Mer- Mer- Jones. Marvin Jones went out and will you look up his actual fantasy point sure. total? I've got the stuff in front of me. I don't know what his actual score was. Marvin Jones went out last week in a game versus Minnesota, mind you. Um, a mismatch already. A match that people are going, ooh, Galladay's probably going to have a rough match. Um, 42 to 30. They still lose. Minnesota wins 42 to 30. But Marvin Jones goes out there and gets 13 targets. 10 receptions, 93 yards, and let's talk about this number. Four touchdowns. Four. Say it with That's me, a lot. kids. That's a lot. Four. Four. Yep. Four touchdowns on a year where he's had one. Marvin yep. Jones is not a bad football player. If you look at his numbers, he is actually very, very efficient. Yep. Week one, four receptions, four targets. Excuse me. Week two, six targets, five receptions. We'll say it that it's way. It's worse from there. 
nine targets, six receptions, mm-hmm. five targets, three receptions, five targets, two receptions, 13 targets, <laughs> 10 receptions. Yeah. This is not consistent. Galladay is the absolute one on that team. Yep. Galladay's numbers throughout this year, nine targets, 10 targets, eight targets, nine targets, nine targets. Last week, two targets for Kenny Galladay, one reception for 21 yards. Yep. This was a lopsided, weird match. Galladay was getting shadowed the yep. whole time. He had a very tough matchup, and it just felt like we see a weakness. We're gonna attack it. Right. This is how we're gonna win the football game. Right. Um, and they're gonna just kept they kept going to Marvin Jones, and that's just the gameplay that happened this week. I don't want people to go chase Marvin Jones's points. He's averaging nine fantasy points a week before, before. last week. Now, if you go look at him, he's averaging fourteen, 14 points yeah. a game. No, he's not. Yeah, he's averaging nine, and last week he had a blow up game. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's nothing indicating before that that that's suddenly about to become the new trend of him scoring no fourteen points a game. I mean, he he almost dropped forty, you know, like. And in the game, he had hundred and one yards. He had a twenty-seven long uh, catch. He had a yeah. touchdown catch. It was like a just a different game, and it was at Philly, mind yeah. you, um, which is a good matchup for them. So I mean. In these other matchups, he's just he's just yeah. not the guy. He's a solid two on his yeah. team, maybe a wide receiver low two, right. wide receiver three in actual fantasy. Do not go chasing his points. Right. They're not going to be there. Yep. So. so those are our sits of the week. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey for me, Marvin Jones. Uh, tough matchup, a little bit of smoke and mirrors with Marvin Jones. So, Pay attention, kids, to, to stats, and don't just look at... Please stop don't, just don't looking be, at rankings. Yeah, don't don't be recency biased there. Get get past that. Let's move on to some bench slap this year, or this week. Uh, we had... Um, yeah, this was this was tough to watch a couple times um, and, and kind of see. One of them I benefited from, so... You did. I did, and I hate to see it, but loved to see it <laughs> last week. So, why don't you take us through some of these things. Oh, good old Matty Ice. Uh, Matthew, poor Matthew. Is, yep. Was your matchup with Matthew? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, Matthew. And he was big trash talking, too, after his Thursday night game. <laughs> he was up like 41 to nothing after the Thursday night and game. He, came up, he beat me last week. He came up to me and he was like, yeah, you thought you were going to win, but I beat you. <laughs> like, he totally trashed uh, me, too. And he's, I mean, he's got a good team. That's what's absolutely scary yeah. about Matthew's team. Yeah. Matthew's team. Can put up points. Looks really good. Yeah, and it's Tyreek came back. Yeah. He he kept Cream Hunt. Yeah. Like he's got all these things of like, bro might Ooh. have a dangerous team. Yeah. It's going to I think it's the end the last the latter part of this year is gonna be yeah. totally different for Matthew. Yeah. Um but Matt, unfortunately, and I don't know who would have who would have made this decision, but yeah. Matt has Matthew Matt Ryan, the mm-hmm. quarterback on his team, and also Jared Goff. Yeah. And Matt Ryan, of course, get gets injured in the game, comes out of the game. Wasn't a good game regardless. No. Um, it, by the time he came out, it was hopeless. It wouldn't really so, matter no. anyway. But Matt Ryan put up something like six, seven fantasy points. It was bad. Yep. And then Goff goes and balls out, has a great yep. game, which I don't think we were expecting, but Goff has just kind of been yep. up and down this year. Yep. If Matt had played Jared Goff, he would have beaten you. Yes. So that he did not. Matt... He got bench slapped. Yep. Um, let's talk about McCall Hardman for a minute. McCall Hardman. So Micah has, for some reason, hung on to McCall Hardman. I don't. I just don't know how you have faith in a Chiefs receiver that isn't Tyree Kill. Right. I don't get it. I don't, it's just too random. But good old Miko. This week, it, it would have worked out. It would have worked out very well. <laughs> yeah. So. If if uh, if Michael had played Michael Hardman over Larry Fitzgerald, which I can make an argument for both, but I mean, sure, yeah, Larry's probably the more consistent guy, right. But he's still not flashy and still. I mean, Larry's nothing but you know, he's a he's a wide receiver too. Right. Like he's he's not sexy in any way. And if you need the big you know game, you definitely play Michael. But if he had played Miko over Larry Fitzgerald, he would have won. Also, and not a lot of people would have seen this and or done this, if he had played Dak Prescott over Patrick Mahomes, he also would have won. Right. Now, this is also the game Mahomes went out in, correct? Mm-hmm. Mahomes came up with kind of the same issue as yeah. his ankle, high ankle sprain, maybe? Something like that. Uh, how is he not on here? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, 
Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is, out, bro. Sorry, yeah. So sorry. Um, yes, and and I'll yeah. I don't I don't know in the situation where I would be going. Yeah, Dak over Mahomes. Dak Especially has had the a matchups. great year. Yeah, Dak Dak has looked great. He's had a phenomenal year. But you would still go Mahomes over Dak in that point. But yeah. if he plays Dak over Mahomes, he yeah. also wins that matchup. So it's yeah. not very often we have two different sets of bench slapped on a team. My favorite got double bench slapped, bro. Yeah, twice. Um, yeah, and it's not like McCall had this sterling game or anything like that. No, no, but just... also, you look at the matchups. You know, I. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how I would not have played Larry Fitzgerald against the Giants. Yeah, there's not a lot of situations where I would have said, yeah, that made sense. Like if, if for instance, he played him over Larry, I could see people going, what? Why would you Why? Why mm-hmm. would you do that? But Larry just kind of have a goose. He threw up 1.7 points. Miko threw 9.8. Right. But, of course, Mahomes get hurt, gets hurt, only put up 10, and Dak's over there with 26. It's not exactly things you would have seen coming. Yeah. But it is something that happened. We do have... Some honorable mentions. Uh, you and I are on this list. Yes, we are. I I would not have won. I'm going to put that out. Sure. So I don't. I didn't officially get bench slapped because I wouldn't have won the game. Right. But we talked about it a little bit more. Ugh. But if I had uh, played Chase Edmonds over David Johnson, who scored zero point two points, yep. And Edmonds with three touchdowns and thirty four points, then uh, yeah, I would have. I would have at least been closer. Yeah. And I would have been, it would have been much worse for me had Lamar not turned it on the second half. He, uh, he, I think at halftime he was sitting at like nine points or something like that. And I just sitting, looking there, Aaron Rodgers. Doubting yourself the whole time. Just going, what have I done? I'm so stupid. So dumb. Why did I not play Aaron Rodgers? I don't know too many people that would have done the opposite though. Yeah. Lamar's been having a great year. And I'm going to keep right. He's going to buy this week. So Rodgers has been having a tough year. Yeah, he seems like he's starting to come around, and suddenly this performance kind of put him up in an MVP conversation, I think. But, yeah, so those are some honorable mentions of bench I'd like slaps. to see Rodgers be more consistent before he For, gets thrown yeah, into an MVP absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but they were just saying. He's been up and down. Yeah, he's been kind of a gamer, and I think that's been kind of the conversation. of Like, he's the only reason <clears throat> the Packers are doing anything right now. Yeah, um, you're right. So. Especially on a week that Adams is out and right. and and Marquez. Right. They're finding a way out. to win a game every now and then without those guys. So yeah, you're right. Let's bench slap this week. We got you know, Goff over Ryan. McCall Hardman would have probably um, helped out Mike and win that game. And a couple more honorable mentions with Jace Edmonds and Aaron Rodgers. So, anyways, let's talk about some trades. Let's haven't happened about. yet. They haven't happened yet. Potential of happening. So Some have been turned down. Let's let's start not on ours because we have one pending currently that I, I want us to discuss on the podcast, Ooh. and I'll make a decision on the podcast live clickbait for all our for all our for yeah. those of you just for those of you in. just tuning in. <laughs> we're about to do. Let's talk about a trade oh, that was offered to you from David with love from Mar- David with love Marlon Mack <clears throat> right. and Juju Smith Schuster from David. For Tevin Coleman and Kenny G. Those sweet routes of Kenny G. So talk me through. So yes, David, no, why not? David calls me this afternoon and just sidebar straight ahead. This is a great trade, David. Don't hear me say anything other right. than that. And we've spoken about it. Um, David called me this afternoon. He was just like, hey, I want to trade. I want to talk about it. Here's what I'm thinking, blah, blah, blah. Um, and David not necessarily just wants um, Kenny Galladay, right. I think David's just kind of in need of a receiver yeah. with Thielen being out. He right. needs like a good piece. He needs to probably win this week um, to secure himself more of a playoff spot. But for me, sitting at two and five, yeah. it's hard to say. It's tough. This is quite literally my worst fantasy yeah. year of all time. Yep. Playing for happen. about five years now and. Bound to happen at some point. Yeah. It's rough. Um, yeah. the, this trade, in my opinion, Let's just even it out. Marlon Mack for Tevin Colvin. Mm-hmm. Arguably kind of a wash. Yeah. Like, no, Max looked okay this year. Right. He's like the number 18 Something question like mark on the yeah. year. Um, Tevin Coleman is coming back after being out for a bit. He had a great week one, got injured, you know, and he's looking okay. Um, so, t- to me, arguably, you're looking at kind of a wash there. I think the pro is maybe towards Mack a little bit because – He's not in any. He's not exactly in a 
big timeshare with Naeem Hines. It's it's mostly Max show. Right. Whereas Breed is still taking a good amount of work from Tevin. Um, but Juju versus Kenny G here. I think Juju overall talent. I would lean to Juju. Mm. But just this year, I mean, we've all seen it for whatever ben reason. Went down. Yep. He doesn't have the same connection that he does with Rudolph. But right. even with Ben, he it still didn't, didn't look. look good. Yeah. I think you saw him without AB in the official wide receiver one role. Yeah. And he was getting double teamed and yeah. all this kind of stuff. The reason I I honestly believe the reason Juju was so much so great last year is because he had AB constantly getting double. Right. AB could handle it because he was Antonio Brown. Right. But that's it was just special. Yeah. And you had well, you didn't last year. I love Bell in the background. You had still had James Conner that was having a much better year last year yeah. than he was this year. Point in case, Juju and Mac is a trade I would absolutely take if I had firmly decided at this point, I'm calling it quits. Right. I'm focusing on next year. I'm not right. quitting You know, my, right. this season. I'm still going to pay attention right. and give it my best starting sure. lineup I have. But if you were but going ahead and looking at, at future keepers yeah, and sure. stuff like that, David kept Juju in the seventh round. Right. Like, to get Juju next year when this, maybe things are back, yeah. Ben's probably back. You know, yeah. if he's getting older, I don't know what Ben's future looks like. But yeah. if he's in a better situation next year, yeah. again, in the seventh round, was a great pick. Mac, yeah. I think, was a fourth round pick. Because yeah. Lucas is the one who right. took the shot on Matt. Yeah. So they're legitimate great keepers. Right. If I'm ready to give up, David, that's a that's a trade I take. But right now, I'm just too stubborn sure. to give into it. I want not over. I want to decline it and move forward. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the same person. Yeah. Um, it's not, <laughs> Dave is just out there. He's trying to get a wide receiver, the, and that's Juju's the trade let deadline's him, coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Juju's let him down, so he's desperate. He approached me wanting Julio Jones, yes. and he's been a good – I mean, he's been fine. He hasn't been like, oh, Julio Jones. Like, You're welcome. He, yeah, thank you. Um, I was going to – I was trying not to pour salt in that wound, but um, – There's like asbestos in it and everything. <laughs> So, I, like, I, I'm willing right now, he's not playing well enough, especially with the Matt Ryan news, that I'm like, nope, he is I, he is my keeper for next year. I'm not trading him. He's not playing well enough right now for me to go yeah. do any of those things. So I'm open to those trades. I'm open to mm-hmm. – but I need something. Like, I need something back in return. And so I kind of jokingly t- texted David and said, I guess Christian McCaffrey's not on the table. He said, for the right price. And I said, Okay. So I offered him via text and not actually make the offer, but I said, would you be willing to take Julio Jones and Nick Chubb for Christian McCaffrey? If you want to pull up the numbers, McCaffrey is, I'm fairly certain, the number one fantasy player in all of football right now. I'm, uh, I, I, I am, so. I, he's up there. I know he's up there. I'm actually looking all that up right now. Sorry. Well, go ahead. I got it. I'm uh, talk about your world. Yeah. So he's well. Okay. He's. I'm sorry. That was dumb of me to say that. Besides quarterbacks, I'm sorry. That that was stupid of me to. Well, let's make not nothing. let's not lump quarterbacks into. Yeah, it. I'm saying other than other than quarterbacks, he is the number one fantasy player right now. And so I, I don't know. I just looked at it and went, okay. Still looking at a keeper here. My running back situation is such that I feel like I could give up a Nick Chubb if I replaced him with Christian McCaffrey, who I think still makes up some of the potential points with Julio Jones. He's still he's number one running back, right? By eleven, twelve-ish uh, yeah. points over yeah. over Dalvin Cook and right. Eckler, who's just going to keep tripping down this right. list probably. So I don't I don't know it. We talked briefly about this trade, but yeah. it was before it was even offered. You felt like it was too much. I I feel as if I think you're giving away too many assets sure. for McCaffrey. Not that McCaffrey doesn't deserve a great return, but for you to give away Nick Chubb, who's number six overall. Yeah. Now let's talk about the difference. Nick Chubb has 119 points in our format mm-hmm. on the year. McCaffrey has 166. Right. So 46 more points essentially mm-hmm. on the year divided by seven. You're looking sure. at roughly, roughly six and a half to seven right. points more a game. Yeah. That's a, that's a big difference. Yeah. But then you're giving away Julio on top of that. Right. And you're, you're looking at the number six on the year of Julio mm. and you know, the point differential at right receiver is not that much. Michael Thomas is number one, but that's, 
you know yeah it's it's a much closer race in receiver land i don't know i just i feel like you're giving up too much to get mccaffrey like i would throw him i would throw him nick chubb and like a digs or somebody i don't know the digs would be enough, enough. but maybe sure. digs like i'm the type of person that would throw like three pieces of sure. like, like i can't yeah, give yeah. you my i can't give you everything right but here's three, three legit pieces. starters yeah. for you the problem with david right now is his team is is a beast yeah but he does not have the depth to make it through right. the year i mean he's you already seen it right now if i don't he got hurt if he suffers an injury he's in trouble yep. which is and why he's he going in trouble right trade, now trade heavy here the last yep. you know day or yep. so and he's currently tied for me with second so to be honest i'm not in a position well, to really want to help him out you might but... as well just consider yourselves in first because aaron corcoran right. i hope you're listening <laughs> you have the worst he knows it first place team he of all it. time he knows it Aaron has just some great fantasy luck, right. and maybe the, the fantasy gods are shining on him. And I so. love you, Aaron Corcoran. I'm just mad that it's worked out for you <laughs> and not for me, but I love you very yeah. much. So let's move on to our trade. We we talked about it a little bit at lunch today. I, I'm, I am I'm I'm, so I am so nervous and, and I am excited right so now. So I have begun to tilt on Stefan Diggs. Stefan Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Stephen Diggs. I am beginning to tilt on him. I've always liked Tyler Boyd. I've always thought he was a very consistent fantasy wide receiver, especially with AJ Green being out. But once AJ comes back, I do see a lot of potential for Tyler Boyd playing well. If you look at it last year, he did some of his best work and some of his best games with AJ Green on the other side of the field. This is an example, by the way, before you keep going, of of not just looking at rankings or at numbers and actually digging. People are like yep. scared to death of Boyd when AJ comes back. He absolutely, by the number and statistic, right. has more better, stats. Benef- better yep. stats, more efficient when AJ Green is on the field. Right. It's the it's the AB Juju situation. Right, you've got that big monster taking away attention. So that's really enticing for me because I know AJ's real close to coming back. Um, even I remember I did some research on like their playoff matchups, which looked really good and favorable to in Tyler Boyd's favor. However. I have two major things that I think have talked me out of this trade. I'm not going to be offended. Number one. But I will be sad. I was really excited about this trade before I saw the Adam Thielen news. (laughs) Once I saw the Adam Thielen news, I thought, okay, I would be more open to this trade when Thielen comes back than right now. Because I think Diggs is going to have a consistent run here while Thielen's out of, you know, 10 to 15 point games consistently and his stats are about to explode. So I want to hang on to him for a little bit until I see Adam Thielen come back. But then even once Thielen comes out, I know I'm going to have to sell him for less. I'm fully aware of that. Um, the other thing too, is that I went back and started looking at the Bengals offensive production numbers, period. They are dismal. They're not the greatest team. Dismal. And when you start looking at offenses that are high powered and high scoring, you don't think Bengals. You don't think oh, the Bengals' offense is going to be this high-powered, <laughs> no, high-scoring thing? Like, sure. they are not scoring that many touchdowns a game, so that means the amount of touchdowns that are available to go around are very small. And I just don't think that Tyler Boyd, even with AJ Green coming back, uh, Joe Mixon has had a terrible year. Their offensive line is not good. Dalton's running for his life. Like, it's just it's not a great year for them. Bengals zero and seven. Yep, not looking great. Not good. Um, that is bad. Boyd, Boyd does have. Quite a bit of targets, mm-hmm. um, which uh, again, he's, he's the guy that they're going to. Right. I honestly think this is one of the reasons that Joe Mixon has been such a gigantic bust right. this year. Right. Good job for not keeping him, Ben. <laughs> th- he still looks has- like a genius. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. he still have him on his team though? Looks like a genius. Didn't he trade for him? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> Love you, Ben. Um, I think the reason, one of the reasons, is I mean, obviously their offensive line is is terrible mm-hmm. they had injuries right before the year started mixing can't get any run game going which means they're just i mean they're they're falling back and, yeah. and passing is is all that uh, that cincinnati has which is probably one of the reasons that boyd is having such a good target um i mean like the lowest amount of targets boyd's had in a week is six yeah. So he's, again, he's getting seven. You know, like it's, he's getting he's targets consistently around ten right. to eleven targets a game. Yeah. So um, he's actually average. Oh, I don't know. He's yeah. He's averaging right above ten. Yeah. So bad offense coupled sure. with Stefan Diggs about to be the one 
the the undoubted one in Minnesota who has started to throw the ball a whole heck of a lot more. Stephen Diggs is throwing <clears throat> the ball well, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Here's the so thing. I, Here's the thing in Minnesota. I mean, that's I, I, fine for this reason. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you just shark tank me on our show. I did, I did. Not a sponsor. Um, here's the thing in Minnesota with Diggs and Thielen. Um, Thielen is a slot guy. Diggs is your big play, long ball, nine route guy. Um, so you you've got two different players. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily know how you see them as the one or the two. Like for me, it's a one A one B situation right. because there's been weeks where Thielen's a beast and Diggs disappears, and right. then we have had the reverse of that as well. And right. so their their offense is just <clears throat> confusing. It was all run all the time. They both came out and complained about it. Then it became Kirk Cousins has been like one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy over the last couple of weeks. What's happening in Minnesota? Yeah. It's it's a little hard to predict. So. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure myself what that's going to look like. Yeah, because that could come eventually come back and bite you in the butt if AJ Green comes back and suddenly the Bengals' offense I'm not is fixed. Saying it has to be Diggs, but Tyler Boyd is still still up there if you're yeah. interested in him. Yeah. Speaking of Tyler Boyd, so those are a couple of trade talks for us. Um, just things that have been kind of been rumors around our league in the past oh, couple so weeks. I'm so excited for this. Let's move on to a little true or false here to round out the show. No, um, swear to me in front of of God and everyone. You didn't look at the answers. I did not look at the answers. Perfect. I did not look at the answers. So I'm about to be quizzed right now by Jordan. I'm really excited. I have done really zero research on any of this. (laughs) So I am going to, I've read the questions. You had family in town today. You had a lot of things going on. So I I honestly did not do much research on this true or false question section. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. So Andrew came up with this idea for a segment. I got really excited about it because I love numbers and nerding out on stats and crazy things that you know, are just fun for fantasy football. Yep. I mean, I don't have a good team. What else should I do? <laughs> um, so I have gone and found six different true or false questions. And I want to, I'll let you rationalize it out while we're recording. Okay. Give, give our thousands of listeners a chance to, oh, no, to answer, <laughs> to answer live in their car okay. as they listen. Yeah. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read this off and we're going to, you're going to tell me true or false. Very okay. simple. You have two options. You've got a 50, 50 chance okay. at least. So speaking of Tyler Boyd, here's your statement. Tyler Boyd currently ranked number 23 in half point PPR leagues mm-hmm. has the third most targets out of all wide receivers. True, most. true or false. So I could go a couple different ways with this. By you putting third most in there, it could be fourth or it could be second. That's true. That, that statement is true. true. <laughs> that statement is true. I So this is really more, is he higher or lower than third? Because I don't know that you would have just put third in there. It's like putting the over under at yeah, 2.5. But, but if you think he's higher, I don't think he's higher. So I'd have to go with, is he lower? Those are your two options. <laughs> No, or I could say that like he is third. Like sure. I'm saying, like yeah, it could be fifth. I'm gonna say true. That's a you're gonna, you're gonna uncover let's reveal the... our answer here. It's true. Is it? It is Sweet. absolutely true. Tyler Boyd has 73 targets on the year. I said this earlier in the show. I'm kind of mad at myself that I gave that away. Um, but yes, Tyler Boyd has the third most targets. Are you reconsidering our trade now? Uh, Ty- no. no. <laughs> so, yes, you're on a bad team. Don't it's get kind points of the for same targets. mindset as Matt Ryan be a great quarterback. He's on a bad team that has to throw all the time. You yeah. know, like, so Boyd's on a bad team who has to receive these long throws all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's only 23rd. Unfortunately, he's not getting those touchdowns. So, yes. Yeah. Yay. He is number three. Good job. One for one. One for one. Number two. That's not what I meant to do. Hope I didn't delete my answer. Deshaun Jackson, Eagles receiver, is in the top five for average points per game. So Deshaun Jackson's the home run hitting wide receiver, right? Like, so he has games where he's he is going to throw forty points out there, and then the next game he's going to throw .5. So like, <laughs> it's just going to happen. But like we've discussed already. 
that kind of stuff can skew that can raise your average very quickly. However, top five, I don't think so. I don't think he's top five. I think I'm going to be surprised at how high he actually is. So is your false. answer false? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to push you into an answer. The answer is true. A legit just almost spit my cook out. <laughs> Holy cow. The fifth? So this one's a trick question. Deshaun Jackson is averaging Oh, that's seven, right. He's hurt. He's averaging 17.2 oh, points a game. Me. Had he not played in week two, he'd be averaging 34.4 points a game. Yeah. He played two games with 34 total fantasy points. He got injured in week two. He didn't score anything. So he is technically, if you rank them by average, uh, the number three on the year for average points. Man, that was a trick question. I knew it. I was like, top five? I was like, When also... I saw that, I, I laughed so hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, like if you go to just normal rankings and look so at So if anybody wants to make a trade for Deshaun Jackson, average. I'm going to go pick him up real quick. Hey, it makes you wonder if and, when he's uh, coming back and healthy, what is he going to look like? Nah. All right, let's move on to the man, the myth, the legend himself, Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey has the most receiving yards of all running backs this year. I'm trying to think of who else it would this, be. This year, I mean, it, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else has been. Because Gurley would have been my There's some great receiving first, yards up there. I like Gurley would have been my first instinct, but he's not really had that great of a year at receiving. Hasn't a, he hasn't had a great year, no. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, Devonta's kind of come around. Lev Bell is probably up there. The most? the question the most receiving yards i'm gonna go false christian mccaffrey has the, the most receiving the yards most. of all running backs so like number one number no, one i'm, on I'm going i'm going yards. i'm going false there's somebody i'm forgetting about you that are one. correct okay. it is false so who is it there's actually two, eckler that's there's right. actually two people in front of him that's, uh, yeah but austin eckler is at the top with 488 uh christian mccaffrey only has 305 Eckler huh. has a hundred and eighty-three yeah. more two? yards. Actually, forgot. I didn't write it down. Okay, I'm not even gonna lie. That's I fine. totally forgot. That's fine. I think uh, it's Dalvin Cook, but we'll look at. Oh, it you're probably right. <clears throat> I was, Eckler was the one I was thinking about, but I honestly didn't think Dalvin Cook was that. That one. was good. That was that was a good one. So yep. you are two for three. Yep. Right. Yep. Two for three. All right. Let's make sure I don't show you the next one. I love this one. This one makes me giggle because either way, it's funny. Jameis Winston leads the NFL. In interceptions thrown, Jameis Winston, quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, does he lead the NFL in interceptions thrown? Instinct tells you that this is true. I tried to make this sound correct. So Instinct will easy. make you go, oh, yeah, he's having a terrible year. He threw his career high in interceptions not too long ago. He's thrown he like the most. Four yeah. Like, he threw five. Yeah. It, it was some, something great. Like, and career he had high. A and he had a fumble. So, like. <laughs> But there's also a lot worse teams right now. Does he lead the league in interceptions? Right? I'm going to pull the stuff up that I was missing earlier. You have two options, Andrew. I am going false. I'm going false. He does not lead the league in interceptions. I bet he's two or three, but I don't think he leads right now. There's some been some, There's been some bad quarterback play. And I actually think Matt Ryan is probably up there as well. So the answer to this question is false. So who's, so who's the... Jameis Winston has thrown Baker, that's receptions. Right. Baker Mayfield has thrown 11. Because he was the one who threw... Baker threw like a ton in like the Bonus three stat games. because you mentioned it. Matt Ryan has thrown eight. Okay. And so has Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, you're you're, be- okay. you're doing better at these okay. than I thought. Are you looking at answers? No, I see I'm your not, cursor. I'm not watch it. You can see if I highlight things. Well, I don't know how fast you are. <laughs> Next on. one, Tom Brady, uh, quarterback for the Patriots, New England. If you weren't sure. Yep. Oh yeah, the New England Patriots. Tom, Currently in a quarterback controversy Tom with uh, Brady Snoop. with most of news new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is leading all quarterbacks with only three turnovers. Again, this is one of those instincts that would tell you is true. But I'm trying to think of anybody else would have less turnovers. I feel like Kyler Murray hasn't turned the ball over that much. I feel like... Who else? 
Yeah, I'm I'm actually just gonna go with True on this. I'm trying to think of who else is gonna have a good is having a good year. I think it's true. Tom Brady is leading all quarterbacks with only three turnovers and Boom. essentially saying he has the least is what yeah. we're trying to say, right? right? I like I left I right clicked and didn't left click. The answer is false. Oh. Tom Brady has five, four interceptions, and one fumble. Do would you like to take a guess at who the actual leader is in the NFL right now? I'm gonna guess Kyler Murray. In turnovers? Yeah. Let me find Kyler. Kyler's not the answer. Okay. He's not the answer. Kyler Murray currently has Philip Rivers? Kyler Murray currently has four interceptions. He hasn't fumbled the ball yet, but that also makes him not the leader. The leader uh, in the NFL currently, with the least amount of turnovers, is Russell Wilson. Russell. Russell Wilson has fumbled the ball once, but he has only thrown one interception this year. How about that? He has been incredibly efficient. All right. The more you know. So you lost another one. Okay. So I've got you at least on two. Yeah. Three of two. Here's the last one. Number six, Michael Thomas, Saints receiver, is the only receiver, the only receiver without a finish lower than wide receiver 24. I will I will re-explain that so you understand. Yeah. He essentially is... Has never finished Has never finished, not a season, receiver. not a season, oh. this year... Oh, week oh, oh, by oh, week. Oh, 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 I see, I see. You wide receiver 12, wide receiver 38. Right, what I'm right, saying right. is Michael Thomas is the only receiver in the NFL who has not finished lower than 24. I'm going false, and I bet it's the week Breeze got hurt. He did have a bad week, though. Yeah. And I bet he finished outside the 24, top 24. False is my answer. I am proud to say that I have gotten you three times. Dadgummits! True. Wow. Michael 22. Thomas's lowest finish. Was that the week that is wide receiver twenty two? And yes, that was the week that was bad. Let me read something off to you because I saw this and I thought this was phenomenal. Wow. Michael Thomas is the number one receiver on the year. Here's some just a little extra tidbit here. Number one receiver on the year. His highest finish out of seven weeks, he's had a wider. He finished as a wide receiver. The number two receiver on the week and a week seven he finished as the number seven week on the week michael thomas has never finished as the number one receiver on a week (laughs) week one number 20 week two number 22 three number 22 four number 13 week six number 17 he's only finished inside the top 12 two times and he's the number one receiver in the nfl that is what you call consistency yeah that's the guy you want you can't ask for something that's the guy you want no and if you can if you could take you know, 12, 15 points every week, you, you take them and mm-hmm. you do that. So You take the good, you take the bad, and there and then. And there it is. There's consistency for you. Facts of Life. Well, that's all we got for today's show. Brought to you by the Facts of Life. Brought to you by the Facts of Life and Elmasan nachos, which were incredible. They're great, man. Those uh, were really, really – I was really impressed. I would say you You a- made a comment at lunch, which I thought was interesting, about the chips. The chips? Yeah. Let me explain my thought here. Yeah, when you have like Mexican restaurants and the chips come out and you get like chips and, and salsa, right? Yeah. Those chips should not be nachos. Fair. So when I order nachos, yeah. I don't want those chips. Yeah. I already have those chips. Right. I want like <laughs> thicker chips that yeah. aren't going to sag yeah. and get soggy. I want like a thicker. Some corn chips. I want a, you're dang right. I want a nacho. I'm thinking Thatcher's with those really yep. thick chips mm-hmm. or or uh, Chewy's with yep. those really thick mm-hmm. nacho chips. Those were phenomenal. Yep. So this was like a low-end nacho one for me. Okay. It was still good. Yeah. It was still – it just wasn't the, what I expected. The, the toppings you know? were really good on this one. I think that's what kind of saved this for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The the, the fajita toppings steak was great. really good. The queso, queso was great. Yep. The steak. Oh, man. Yep. I and I like thought it was even like – Really well, because one of the things I always look for in a nacho is, or for nachos, is like how evenly are the toppings distributed throughout the nachos? Especially when you share a plate. Right. And so I thought these were really well distributed. And it wasn't like pile of chips, pile of toppings. And then you get in the (laughs) middle and it's like all these chips have nothing on them. Mm -hmm. But this was like, I thought this was this was really well done. So. This was good. This was good. It just means more more nachos next week. And yep. I feel like at the end of the year we're gonna have to like 
rank them all. Yeah, we'll put we'll put something out on, on Facebook or yeah. We're gonna have to have like a reward or an award uh, award yeah. show at the end <laughs> an of the award year. show. Yeah, the <laughs> official you know Aaron Corcoran can't trade one channel tradable trade of the year. You know, yeah, there like we that. go. We're okay, yeah, yeah. The, the official Micro Free State of the let's Year. Let's see the. Uh, yeah, we'll have to come up with a name for them. Oh like, yeah, like the Dundies or something. Oh yeah, that that's be promising. funny. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, be good team owner. Respond to trades. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. Set your lineups. Get Dear your Lord. Get set your, your lineups. <laughs> get your uh, get your Thursday night players out of your flex spot. Dang straight. All those good things, and uh, it's been a fun season. Looking forward to it. And until next time. Goodbye.